Arr, grog. Hey everyone, it's a Sideshow Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. So, Matthew, have you made it back to Portugal? I mean, I assume, like Toby, it's been some Vasco da Gama-length journey. Well, you know, Portugal, arguably easier to get to from Ambridge than Stratford-upon-Avon. That's where he's gone, isn't it? Yeah, I think, Which... I mean, didn't you look it up? Look at how far it is. Well, roughly where Ambridge is believed to be on the map of England to Stratford-upon-Avon would make it an hour's drive. So yet again, a ridiculous commute, long farewell storyline. And he's he could be commuting this. Why does he have to have this office in Stratford-upon-Avon? Is it just to appease his dad? I think it was his dad. His dad wanted him to be based there. He made a point of saying that at the time, didn't he? Mm. But he's back on Saturday anyway. Yeah, unfortunately for Toby, that's the only day they don't record. (laughs) Yeah, that was convenient, wasn't it? If you want to get the Archers seven days a week, there's a limited number of ways you can do it. One of which, of course, is to be a Patreon patron for this show and you will get uh, the podcast on a Saturday. So there you go. And then you can dodge this ad. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The funny thing was, though, when you started saying, if anyone wants to get the arches seven days a week, and in my mind I was thinking, who the f*** would want to do that? (laughs) Because this week was not great. Kerry, that you've just done our segue back into the show. <laughs> it, really, it really was absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Um, I, I kind of feel like we've already blown probably the only interesting topic of the week, which was sort of uh, uh, what are they doing with Toby? Is that a farewell? Is it like, are they just kind of giving us the nod there, sidelining him? I don't know. I, I, it was, I tell you what, there was one thing on the WhatsApps where um, there seemed to be a point of difference. You guys weren't completely turned off by the bull scene mm. with Eddie and Kenton, I wanted to smash everything in the world into dust. I'm very worried about your personal effects this week, Peter, because you said the Ben and Beth storyline made you want to smash your phone. Yeah. And now you say you want to smash everything to dust everything. due to the Eddie <laughs> Kenton storyline. I mean, just you know. surrounded by rubble. Are you going to eventually be recording the <laughs> recording this on a loud hailer? Well, well, I'll, I'll, it'll be. I'll be in a, in a padded box, and I'll have to lower a, micro, through a microphone through a hole in the ceiling. Um, I, I do. So, the Eddie and Kenton thing, the Beth and Ben thing, uh, the Joy and Lee and Helen thing. It's all felt like some kind of personal assault on me by the story editors via 
poor Kerry Davis. I mean, the poor man having to write <laughs> those storylines into reality, just awful. Are you, f- you forgetting the heart racing decorating episode? Yeah. I mean, actually, I didn't mind the Leonard stuff too much because at least he's, you know, he's quite a likable man. So you can just kind of let it wash over you. It was all shit. Uh, but. Utterly shit. Uh, I can't think of any element of it that was interesting. Really. So when you said you didn't mind the bull, you, you, that, you literally, that was what you're saying. You didn't mind it like it didn't cause you physical pain. Didn't cause me f- physical pain. I, I quite like it when Eddie is pretending to Kenton to be angry. I thought it was done quite well. Yeah. Obviously, the whole thing is absolutely idi- idiotical. I was going to say. Mm. <laughs> is idiotical. Um, <laughs> like me. <laughs> Um, but I really, I quite like Eddie and Kenton and I quite liked when Kenton was doing it back to him, even though the whole thing's shit. Can I do one of my Ponzi overthinking things? Mm. So I feel like the whole, listening to the Archers, there's a kind of unspoken pact between us, the listeners and the writers. And we understand that things have to evolve. We understand that certain characters have to change. Scenarios have to change. They have to They have to bring action in. Otherwise, it really would just be, you know, a very tedious tale of everyday folk in the village. Um, but, but, you know, when they mess with certain kind of core characters like Eddie, it really gives me the willies and not in a nice way. Um, so... You know, the deal is that Eddie is not sinister. His his um anything any kind of hijinks that he gets up to are kind of misguided, but never kind of um truly unpleasant. And I felt he was unpleasant this week. Yeah, he can be unpleasant in lots of different ways. He can be really unpleasant uh to Clary, I think. Yeah, at true. times. And then be really loving. But it's always the really loving thing because he's covering up for and feeling guilty about the shitty things he's he's done he sounded really horrible this week when he was with george Mm. and was you know making george be his bitch just because george bought bloody pheasants instead of turkeys and i'm sure he would have actually known the difference wouldn't he i would have thought having been knocking about with his dad and his granddad no yeah is that that just to bring george down a notch or two that storyline yeah, uh, probably. I mean, you said last week, it's funny, Kerry, that you said last week that one of the biggest surprises was that Eddie peeled some carrots and put a pie in the oven. And I'm now thinking the only reason that happened was so that we could have the balance this week where he got George to do his veg peeling for him. Yes. that Yeah, you're right, because they mentioned it again, didn't they? Oh, can you do some... And he went, carrots, is it? <laughs> yeah. They must only ever have carrots. And there were some potatoes, which Clary had to tell him where they were, which I thought, well, that says a lot, doesn't he? If he doesn't even know where the potatoes are kept in the house he's lived in for 60 years. And uh, some beets that Clary was going to have to go and pull. Does this link into like one of our regular complaints that the Grundies are never allowed to civilise? Like they're always kind of trapped at this kind of lower strata in all senses. So they're not even allowed to evolve as a family where women have rights. <laughs> There's a, the men live in a, you know, live in a, you know, sort of like, like, like lords and poor mm. Emma and Harry are constantly scurrying around. Also, you know, uh, um, it's a bit weird to your point, Matthew, it's a bit weird that George doesn't, you know, didn't form a quite sort of 
strong memory of what a turkey was, having watched Clary rip the feathers out of them every <laughs> year for the previous eighteen. Yeah, I must. I in in just to be for full disclosure, that was Kerry's point, not mine. Oh, like, sorry. I don't see. I don't see gender or hair color. <laughs> or you know, I just you're both exactly the same to me. Oh, dear. I did think it was funny. Um, well, not funny. No, that's exactly the opposite of what I thought. Um, I am quite tired this week. Sorry, I'm going to talk a lot of nonsense. Was when Eddie he even ridiculed um, Clary going to the WI because I mean it was a quite a funny title. The thing that she was going to to take part in wasn't it hats i have known or something yeah hats i've known and he, he, i did like the way he teased her a little bit was like are you sure mm. what about the ex- it could be near fatal yeah excitement I mean, yeah but, but it's belittling her you know the one bloody thing she's gonna go to this week that's not in the house yeah and she's not going to that she's going away from something else isn't she mm. i was viewing that with the same level of humor as when clary said to said to him, did you hear what Leonard got Jill for her birthday? And he went, a jet ski? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did have a vision of Jill on the jet ski, did you? Straight away. Yeah. I mean, if the noises she was making in the car on the track with Leonard, I was trying to imagine what noises she'd be <laughs> making on a jet ski, riding two up with Leonard on that. She was bloody awful this week, even though it was her birthday as well. Oh, I don't know, but it's a backlash against Beth. Aren't we up yeah, to that? <laughs> That's quite good, isn't it? But she she was really horrible. Like, oh, what a fuss over nothing. Uh, and if that's a sign of things to come, Ben, I'm mm. not sure that that's very nice. Yeah, that's writing uh, on the wall, I think. It's a, bit, it's a bit of a mixed message, isn't it? I mean, one one week you're giving up a family heirloom <laughs> to welcome someone to the family, and the next week she puts one foot wrong and she's uh, castigated. And the same thing mm. with um, with Ruth. You know, with sort of like, oh, when you know, we only just got over the bit where she threw her toys about Steph, and it's like, well, you know, mm. I mean, it wasn't. I, I'm no, I'm no fan of. So the thing is, I don't. Beth's behaviour is not that bad or unusual. It's just her personality that I find so repellent. Yeah, and another person who's swung violently is Beth, because you know, at the end of last week, it was all, oh, let's make a go of it. I do love you. This week, she can barely look at or be in the same room as Ben. Yeah, she did hint at it when she was like, "You know, I know that we'd split up and stuff." And it's, and I don't think I said it this this kind of like boldly, but when you break up with someone, you are basically telling them to go and sleep with someone else. That's it. You know, it might, and it, you might, it might not be very nice when it happens, and you might then get back together, or whatever. But if you've told someone you don't want to be with them, you're basically instructed them to go and have sex with someone else. <laughs> So, you know, get over it. It's your fault. And, you know, the only thing she could be cross, cross about is, have I said all this before? Um, over the no. years, but it's fine. I don't think in the context of this storyline you've said it. I mean, yeah. I've only got about five different thoughts. I just regurgitate them. For <laughs> I do really feel bad for Ben because you're always going to be coming from a point of defence with someone who is so morally righteous as Beth. So mm. when you've actually done something like Ben has done, you just you just got to cut and run. I think when Game he over. said, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah, yeah," because that you know that bit where he was like, "I can do your laundry," and she's like, "I can do my laundry, Ben." I was like, "Yeah, do you want this for the rest of your life, Sunshine?" I don't think mm. so. And you've only just moved in. I mean, they were in, they were all in the same house and they couldn't find each other, could they? 
there was one point where Beth came to see Ben. Where, how big is this house that Shula had? Mm. They were all they were all talking at separate times. It was just odd. And another thing, talking about the house thing, when Ruth was saying to Leonard, because they were trying to work out, oh, what's going on with Beth a little bit, weren't they? It's a bit peculiar. And Ruth is like, oh, well, you know what it's like. You know, it's the most stressful thing in the in your life to move house. It's like they took a few bloody black bin liners from one house to another slightly up the road. Yeah. It wasn't that stressful, was it? And it took them bloody years, to, well, in Josh's case, years to get out in the first place. I mean, yeah. they should really take the hint at the fact that the moment they've gone, as they were going out one door, like the paint and paint and wallpaper was almost arriving through the other one. You took to Twitter to compare Beth Casey to Liz Truss, Peter, I saw this week. Yeah, I, I didn't think for long, but I was trying to think of someone who, because what it is, is I, I can't... I can't point to anything about Liz Truss. I mean, obviously her policies, obviously the government that she's leading, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of her personality, it's very it's very difficult to define why you dislike her so much, but it also feels so right to, to you know, feel mm. very strongly about what an unpleasant woman she is. And it's the same thing with Beth. If I'm pressured, I can't think of the, the specific things that set my teeth on edge so much, but there is something about her whenever she's on air and the way that she's polluted Ben is all Ben's the same for me now, like that character, just hearing him whine and bleat on about losing this God awful woman. It's just driving me nuts. You may not know this, but I was at, I was covering the Tory party conference this week and I did catch up with Liz Truss and I put it to her that you'd compared her to Beth Casey. Here's what she said. That is a disgrace. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't hallucinating then earlier. <laughs> I thought I'd heard Liz Truss in my ear holes. For, I couldn't work out how. It's difficult to describe why her voice is so unpleasant. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a little portal to you know one of one of mm. the planes of Dante's Inferno. They're just evil, wrong people. It's like Jacob Rees-Mogg. You can easily list ten vile things about him that, that make you want to destroy him. You know, and all versions of him in all realities. Whereas Liz Truss, it's it's just like it's just a feeling. It's like it's like you know, ugh, horrible. And Beth and Ben and you know, just the the whole thing. It feel, feels wrong. And I can't I can't wait for them. And and in previous weeks. <laughs> We've had other plots. We've had, you know, what was it? The, 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 you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had all of the Chelsea stuff going on. Mm. Who, you know, who's it going to be? Um, we've had some good stuff with Jazza. We've had some um, fun stuff with Adil. I know you guys don't like him, but you know, there's the whole Russ drama. All of that stuff kind of distracted. But now there was nothing. All, was there? Exactly, yeah. with all the pain of Beth and Ben, with nothing to sort of. And you know, yes, I, I in other weeks I might have been a bit kind of like, well, the Kenton and anything's not that bad. But this week I just didn't have any energy left mm. to like commit to it. I actually put a tweet out, rant over in a minute, don't worry. Um, <laughs> I put a t- tweet out yesterday, and it was completely sincere. If it wasn't for the cider shed, I'd probably be taking a couple of weeks off. Mm. <laughs> I did see that. Um, I don't know if this this parallels that, but I was I was pleased to hear from Tony this week. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that is, you know, that's that's drinking a piss in the desert, isn't it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was moaning, wasn't he, about the soiled pants thing and being pissed off because um, Bridge Farm is all organic. It should have been a front runner uh, and that they must have separate categories. But even that I couldn't give a shit about, could you? 
I, mm. Well, I didn't know what had happened on Sunday night. I just saw a few tweets going around, and I thought it was actually Bert Fry's pants that had won it. And I was like, <laughs> they've, dug, they've dug him up. <laughs> he's still wearing them. He's yeah. like, yeah, his cadaver yeah. is hanging on that washing line on the stage of the Hot Village Hall. Yeah, Kirsty, do you really think that Bert should be hanging up there on the stage? It's very near the lemon slice. Oh, you know, and when that episode began, that was Sundays, wasn't it? Um, Clary began and she was going, lemon curd, damson jelly, chutney, carrot cake. What have I forgotten? And I was thinking, the fact you had a secret child in 1975 called Tracy and Kenton's <laughs> dad. <laughs> I think the bull storyline has got too jokey for it to have any serious ramifications in the past. Uh, that would have been good, though. It was Leo that came up with it on Twitter, wasn't it? Yeah, he he genuinely sowed a little seed, which I shared with you two, didn't I, on, um, on WhatsApp, that um, it is possible that I know that Kenton was older. No, Clary was older, blah, blah, blah. And that Tracy was born the year after this kissing session had happened. Mm, it would have been amazing. So could have been their secret love child, then brought up by... Uh, who was it? Bert. Um, Bert, that's it. Horribin. It would have been, you know, and then Tracy would have been an heir to um to the you know the Archers millions. Mm. Could it still happen? I don't think so. The way that Kenton and like Matthew said, the jokiness with which they were dealing with the whole thing, because Kenton would have, there's no way Kenton would have been so blasé about the whole thing with Jolene if mm. he, you know, if he knew there was this secret child or if he if he knew there was actually a bit more to it. It's so funny though, wouldn't it? But also I was thinking in that whole game thing where Eddie was getting really narky with Kenton, which was all a pretend, to play the game properly, he should have been really narky with Clary for keeping it a secret for all that time as well, shouldn't he? I was surprised that Clary this week went along with it. I thought they were going to keep it. I thought it was going to get messier because it was just going to be George and Eddie's little secret, and Kenton was going to guiltily be slipping pints without Jolene knowing. Mm. And I thought that would have been much better if Clary and Jolene would have found out, and then it would have all yes. they'd have circled back round for revenge. But they didn't do that. I think they missed opportunity. But at the same time, I felt like they were just trying to pad a week out somehow. Yeah. I mean, I listened to, when I re-listened to. I told you guys I was like dreading re-listening to Wednesday's episode, mm. the, which I. I've decided we can just call listening to paint dry because that's pretty much what it was like. <laughs> and I thought I'll go back and I'll listen because there might be something in there, something I missed or mm. some underlying message. No, fuck all, nothing. There's <laughs> just nothing in there. Even the beginning of that episode, the Wednesday one, Leonard was saying um, he's always enjoyed decorating because once it's done, it stays done. I was like, if this was, if that's true, why the f*** are you redecorating? <laughs> I mean, there is maybe they're all going to get lead poisoning, mm. and uh, that's that's what's going to lead to it. So they'll get lead poisoning. Then Joy might get Legionnaire's disease in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, poor Joy. That was a strange turn today, wasn't it? When she was suddenly like, "Oh no, no, I'll send it back. I don't deserve mm. this. It's not for the likes of me." And then Helen was going, "You're taking this all wrong, Joy." When I was really moaning one second ago about all the noise, you've yeah. taken that wrongly. And there's that bit where Lee said, well, there's nothing wrong with laughing. Not expecting Helen to go, uh, well, actually, I think there is. <laughs> yes, we don't like laughing in our house. 
you know, you've got Matthew's two lives over the last sort of few weeks. You've got his kind of childhood and his, you know, holidays in the UK where he's kind of in this, this rural little where, yeah, you might be a bit surprised to hear a neighbour. And then obviously in, in Porto, you've got, you know, your cheating gal with, uh, you know, uh, ex, you know, the gym and uh, your noisy neighbours. You know, what do we, has Helen never lived next door to someone before? She must have lived somewhere other than on the farm over the Probably years. Probably not. Is this her first ever experience of having a neighbour? It's like, oh, someone's having fun next door. How nice for them. You know, not like your twatty neighbours, Kerry, where it's yeah. just relentless. <laughs> I just mean, you know, like, if you've got a lovely neighbour like Joy, you, you you take pleasure from the sound of them having fun. You don't get all stroppy. Well, that's exactly what Joy said about having to listen to the grime and Lee's drumming. Yeah. You know, I love hearing you having such a lovely family time. Because she's too nice to say anything about it. Yeah, she probably f***ing hates it, really. Also, what was the weird story, how they came came by the the hot tub? It seems like, mm. first of all, they went round there and she was like, oh, you've just missed Mick. And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> you could tell in their head they were like, f***ing great. Thank God for that. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. And then she's going on about how she shows them a photo. It's is it, Was it Mick's uncle? Yeah. And he seemed to have like a trophy wife who he'd mm-hmm. separated from mm. that they assumed was like his great granddaughter or something. And <laughs> therefore they got the they got the hot tub. And then they said that that weird idiom, it's an ill wind that blows nobody any good. I was like, what? <laughs> it's more applicable to a jacuzzi than a hot tub, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a very convoluted tale that, wasn't it? About how he then had to sell it because they split up and we didn't really need to know any of that, did we? Mm. Do you think it's just to add some kind of depth to Mick? Possibly. Then the builders were bu- building a bar in the back garden, weren't they? That irritated the crap out of me. Again, you're allowed to make noise to get stuff done. It's not, mm. you know, it's jo- Joy, their lovely neighbour who's done them so many favours, is mm. having a hot tub put in. You can put up with a couple of days of banging and drilling. Just don't be so bloody dramatic. Oh, by the way, you know I... You know, I told you a couple of weeks ago about Nick Fickling and Dick Nicklin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was I was lobbying very, very hard for my son to be called Mick Fickling. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I've got a lot of fondness for Mick as a name, but I was I was overruled, unfortunately. Not oh. unfortunately, I like Cyrus, but anyway, yeah. Carried on the joke, Peter. Yeah, exactly. But no, but mm. it's more that I like you know Mick Mick. So I, I I think I've got a kind of instinctive fondness for Mick, even though he's a pillock. Yeah, there probably aren't many Micks nowadays, are there? No, I think they're still on the ground. Yeah, that's probably everything, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally sat here trying to think of another yeah. Mick other than Jagger. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at my notes thinking, what else is there? Apart from Pip being an absolute cunt. Do you think Pip is going to do her nut when she finds out this heart-to-heart with Chelsea, which I think she, by the end of it she knew was mm. about Chelsea and not a friend? Yeah. Is about the fact that she's pregnant by Ben. Do you think all that milk of human kindness is going to evaporate very quickly when she discovers that? I think she could quite reasonably make the point to Chelsea that she had a vested interest and, you know, she would have liked to have been told. But then obviously Chelsea could say, well, I didn't say it was me. I said it was my friend. You know. Mm. Yeah, I really meant earlier in the week when Pip was demanding that Chelsea cut the hair of Rosie 
and oh. and was oh. saying, you know, I've left it a bit late. What you don't understand, it's my grand's birthday, and we're having photographs taken, and there's a party. Actually, Pip, I'm 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 a little bit sad and a little bit busy, and you can tell by my voice I'm quite sad. Well, no. Yes. Entitled, entitled, entitled. I get my way all the time. You've got to do what I want. You've got to go. <laughs> the orangery doesn't stay open very late, does it? Go on, please. I'm desperate. When do you finish? 2.30. Right, that's fine. I'm coming over. <laughs> oh, and mm. just to warn you, Rosie's not keen on getting a haircut. Bye. I like the way it was part of the reason was that she said, I love what you did with Beth's hair, which I have this weird vision of Beth coming back to the cottage or the house now and saying, hey, Ben. Look what that slag you knocked up at the rave did with my hair. What do you think of it? And then we'll have then Pip comes in and they all go, Oh, Chelsea cut my hair. It's all gonna mm. be a bit odd. Every time you go to see Chelsea, she's gonna cut your hair. Ben's gonna go around and come back with a mullet. <laughs> oh, I had, a, I had a good chat. We sorted everything out. Um she cut my hair while I was there. Everyone's hair is getting like higher and higher up their head. <laughs> The more they speak to Chelsea, so they end <laughs> yeah. up with just those little spikes on the top. It's going to be like those terrible 1980s yearbook photos you see <laughs> with like huge vixen, heavy metal style hair. <laughs> He's like shafting the village one by one so no one ever gets laid again. And obviously it had to then lead to the bit where she was talking to Chelsea about babies, didn't it? You know, they had to have had an interaction earlier in the week for them to have that because even even when she was um cutting rosie's hair poor chelsea tried to speak to pip about parenting and she just cut her dead and carried on talking about herself yeah i thought that first time round. i mean in her defense pip's defense she did mm. say oh, i need to pay you that was what she cut across with wasn't it it wasn't anyway more about me she had gone yeah. on and on about herself and then Chelsea went to say something like, oh, so do you think a father? And then she went, I need to pay you. So it wasn't still quite, I, I, yeah, I get what you mean. I think it was just Chelsea was mumbling a bit. But yeah, I mean, it's classic Pip. But I don't think it was mm. as bad. Um, what did you, why was Toby, um, he was so sad when he was leaving the cottage. Why did he then go and um, start playing around with Pip's sex toys? She found him fondling rabbit in the oh, bedroom. Yeah. What's all that about? <laughs> Oh, God, that's horrible thought. Mm. I, you know, there's certain characters I just I just like to keep them sort of frozen as sort of sexless <laughs> beings. I don't want to sort of think of them as kind of fully rounded human beings with wants. Where and is the next romance for Pip? Everyone thinks Stella. Uh, well, that would be. I mean, that would be quite interesting. I mean, I, but I would quite enjoy that. I think because there aren't there aren't people have complained for ages that there aren't any well rounded gay characters in the village. I can't uh, apart from Jim's daughter. Are there any other mm. lesbians? I think it'd be quite quite interesting. I don't want to hear Pip having a relationship if she's going to have one. Make it with a woman. Yeah, I don't think she's allowed any happiness though. No. <laughs> really. But but you know, knowing her, she'll want to get someone roped in to help her out with the childcare, won't she? When she was t- when she was explaining to Chelsea about how tough it is being a single parent, um, I did think, oh, how is it you who's telling her this tale? Someone who is in a really comfortable situation, who's got a huge amount of support and money, who barely does any of the childcare. He mm. was saying, because Toby's going away, how tough it's now going to be. It's probably not going to be that different, really, is it? Because of all the support of the family around you. I mean, obviously, it's a sliding scale, Kerry, but I, I you know, and, you know, you've been a single mum in the past. Mm. 
Um, but I sort of, you know, we have friends who have kind of parents who look after their, uh, after the kid mm. a couple of days a week or, you know, and stuff. And then, and then uh, not, not our closest friends, but, you know, sort of like some, some vague friends and they're, they're like moaning and you're like, Oh my God, you're moaning. You, you get two days a week where you'd have to do any childcare. <laughs> And, you, you know, so if, if you then upscale, that's what it must be like for you listening to Pit Moan. Bloody hell. Yeah, exactly. I thought of all the all the people to sort of talk about whether it's hard or easy or the right thing to do. It should not be her. Because Toby moved in. So yeah. actually it wasn't, she was never actually, a, she was never actually a single woman in the true sense. It was for about a month and a half. But as you said, even mm. then there was the parents and the grandparents to help out and brothers and sisters. And cash. And lots yes, of cash. Yes, and cash, of course. I think one of the reasons they wanted to bolster the numbers for Jill's photos is because when you get the de- developed photos through, Pip doesn't appear in them. <laughs> None of them probably appear, apart, <laughs> from, apart from Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him getting back. Why is it just me in this photo? <laughs> oh, that was all so stupid as well, wasn't it? Because Shula's gone, so she's not in it. Um it was yeah, and uh, who else wasn't in it? Did Toby feature? Toby, uh, Toby didn't go. Kenton yeah. mentioned it to him. They were having a bacon sandwich and a and a that's it, an orange juice or a coffee or something. And he said, "You're going to go up and see." He did pop in, didn't he? To yeah, basically say, say goodbye. Yeah. And they had a little joke about you know how they didn't get on originally, but now they got on fine. Mm. Uh, Toby's much maligned. Like that scene really showed me just how unlikable all the archers are. Mm. You know, Toby was there kind of having to rather sort of sheepishly mention the time when they'd been completely unpleasant to a young man who'd made the mistake of having a father who'd once, you know, had yeah. sex with Elizabeth. And I know it's a bit of shit, but, you know. It's true. And then Jill sort of went, oh, yes, it's true, isn't it? Um, but you are a very good father. Patronising cow. <laughs> Emma got two mentions this week. Kenton said to was it Kenton said to jo- Jolene? Why do I keep saying Jolene? Jolene <laughs> that uh he'd even tried to speak to Emma about uh breaking up Eddie and Clary's marriage, but she didn't want to talk about it. And I was like, no, because she hasn't spoken for two years. She <laughs> probably just stood there in st- silence. How long's it been? It's uh, just under two years, isn't it? Really? Um, well, she hasn't been in it. The last major thing I remember being in was when she went off at Brian on the doorstep post-christening. We started this podcast in, I want to say, April we yeah. did. 21. Yeah. And I remember very early doors, we were having a conversation where we were outlining the characters who kind of really meant something to us. And that was when you went really big on Jim. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think I'd said that Emma was like, you know, I was very, I felt that Emma was kind of uh, the, the the kind of the, she needed to succeed to try and break the curse of all the kind of working class people in the village being sort of like, you know, having mm. their ambitions thwarted. So, yes, yeah, so I think it, it's almost as long as we've been doing, the, it's just slightly longer than we've been doing the pod, isn't it? Yeah. So God. on the way back, I think. Mm. She also got a mention as in they were saying, would her job be secure under the, yeah. fake new owners of the bull oh, oh. oh god imagine this just our dream scenario beth dares to do her sanctimonious bullshit on emma just <laughs> they'll be picking bits of bone and gristle out of the walls of the bull for <laughs> years to come 
absolutely glorious. There are some wonderful complications to come from all of this. Like I said before, you know, David, Ruth, Vince, Lizzie, it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Is yeah. that more? Is that is that a dog or is that more uh, this trust sound effect you got going? <laughs> That's actually train? a dog. Yeah. Well, it's difficult to tell the difference, isn't it? I was a bit confused. You know, when um, Kenton said, "Yes, well, you know, we've decided to sell up." It's not theirs to sell anyway, is it? As we were discussing earlier in the week. Well, now I'm mm. confused. Yeah, because they said that Lillian and Justin's um, head mm. was turned by the cash. But do Kenton and Jolene have a share in it? But it's all bullshit anyway. So it's just reliant on uh, Eddie being gullible, isn't it? Oh, it's all bullshit, yeah. But but surely if he if Kenton said to Eddie, oh, we're thinking of selling up, would Eddie think they mean the pub because they own it? I mean, I, yeah, like you said, we discussed it last week and then we were a little confused over it, weren't we? Um, maybe they're... I, I guess Kenton and Jolene do have some say, but if it was just mm. to pull the wool over Eddie's eyes, maybe it didn't need to be factually correct. Because I, I was hoping that if Tracy is Kenton's daughter, <laughs> that um, she would inherit the bull, which was a stupid thing to say, really. I I mean, maybe this is one of Matthew's foreshadowing um, uh, ideas where um, actually now the bull is going to be sold by Lillian and Justin. And many a true word spoken in jest. Mm. Um, so, or somehow Eddie moans, Eddie tells Lillian, or Eddie Eddie tells Justin about the hilarious joke that's been played on him, and Justin goes, "Oh, maybe that's not so, maybe not so funny after all." Mm. Sorry, guys, I'm just going to have to go and open the door for someone for two seconds. Sorry, Terry, okay. should we slag Matthew off while he's doing yeah. it? Go for it. Let, go for your life. Is he letting some dogs in? Well, well, we could talk about Matthew's. Uh, I mean, God knows what happens in that, in in that home. I mean, they spent the last three or four days mashed off their faces on hash brownies. They did. Yeah, they <laughs> they. Uh... I'm back. Oh, hey. <laughs> good, good. Shula was mentioned as well as because Kenton had spoken to her, hadn't he, on the phone? And oh, it's really. Awful hearing about the lives that they lead up there, the messes of their lives that they've led. That's, and that's only the last week. Yeah, <laughs> since she got there. Yeah, they were fine last week. <laughs> it was like some futuristic utopia and then she showed up. It's like where the, 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 we talked about Vasco da Gama earlier on, the kind of the, uh, um, the Europeans went over to the Amazon, came back with reports of these burgeoning civilizations. And when they went back to 200 years later, it was all just dust from all the disease that they left behind. Oh. This is the effect that Shula's going to have on the Northeast. Yeah, they're taking once, way more drugs now. Yeah, this once sort of like culturally rich, thriving uh, um, part of Britain is going to be mm. decimated by her rancid personality. <laughs> Still not um, a fan. No. If you haven't done so already after that hate rant, should we have an ad? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Guys, it's a short episode this week. Um, Normally, it's me rather grumpily fighting off Kerry and Matthew to try and keep things as short as possible, but Mm. there's no pushback this week we've got with it we, we, we've we've run out of um archers to chat about yeah my dealer's here so i best get moving <laughs> oh yeah we told matthew about the awful lies we told while he was gone <laughs> clean clean living matthew it's all it's all yoga and um cucumber sandwiches around matthews sorry <laughs> matthew. um it's so, completely decriminalized to eat those cookies here in portugal it's fine so matthew if people want to uh, uh keep track of your glorious romantic trip up the coast um they can go to instagram they can go to facebook i assume yep they could find um us on instagram uh, at the cider shed pod and we have a facebook group called the cider shed podcast uh, yeah kerry Twitter is at the cider shed pod we've got 2600 followers Doing really well there. We've got no new five star reviews, you bastards. Shocking. Uh, <laughs> is this our new is this our new modus operandi at the end of every episode? We insult a section of our listenership. Yeah. Uh no, it'd be nice to see one pop through. Come on, Kenny Higgs. You keep promising. Yeah, uh, Kenny. And and also Kenny's Kenny's pretty with the words. He's you know, he's good at words, Kenny. I know. He said it, it's in his drafts folder. He keeps going back to it and adding little bits to it. I think he's written nothing really, but <laughs> has he wrote reasonably good podcast? I mean that would do, wouldn't it? Oh, that's the other yeah, one. Yeah, that, that wasn't him. Yeah. That was a Kenny, but it wasn't Kenny. I asked Kenny if it was him and, and it was really embarrassingly not him. I keep meaning I'm gonna template that one up with just reasonably good. <laughs> I just haven't got round to it yet. Yeah, also no, maybe we should with Kenny too much because because he is uh, 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 if he, if he, if we turn him against us, that same rapier like wit could you know be used in a one star review. So mm. love you, Kenny. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we love him very much. That's fine. No problem. Hey, what about football? I think we're doing quite well, aren't we, Matthew? Kerry, you are top of the table. <gasps> I thought we were second. No, you are now um, oh, top, good. but you are equal on points with the team in second. Um, but for some reason, there must be some reason that you can be separated, ah. and you are. So you are you are top on 534 points. Um, That's because Haaland and Trossard both got hat-tricks, and Haaland's our captain. So Yeah, I've, I've brought Trossard in for game week uh 10 you should be careful though um i shouldn't mm. be helping you but jansen and anderson in your defense and plus your sub two players on your sub bench including your sub goalie are injured so you've got uh-huh. four players you need to shuffle in shuffle out deadlines tomorrow at half one peter uh, okay. I, well i'm still in fifth i've gone up i'm in fifth mm-hmm. uh peter you are oh, jesus christ last uh bottom Must be last. Yeah, bottom. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I I used the um, the, I used the random team 
remove Chelsea's players, remove Spurs players, replace them with West Ham players, done. And this is what you get. Didn't you tell me that one of my players isn't even in the Premiership anymore? <laughs> yeah, Marcus Alonso, he's on the bench. Um, you did all right last week. Your point score was pretty good. At one point, you were ahead of me at the end of Saturday mm. on points, and then it just kind of fell just away. Just for the week. Foden, yeah. well, just just yeah. for a few hours. It was a magical hour. Um, <laughs> Foden got you 19 points, and Firmino got you 12, and Skamaka, uh, uh, your beloved West Ham, isn't it? Got eight. Did all right, but you've got you've got some right duffers in there. Yeah, Speaking of Spurs, though, Brighton play Spurs tomorrow. So the lovely, cheer us the on. lovely Spurs. No, don't oh, you know. yeah. not so bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, Kerry's at the top. I'm in fifth. You're in bottom, and everyone else yeah. is dancing around. Well, um, guys, please, please, please bear with us. It's not all our fault. <laughs> we, can yeah. only, we can only talk about what we're given. Um, so yeah, have a lovely week. Um, it's always a pleasure. Um, and yeah, Kerry and Matthew, have a lovely weekend. I'm not here next Friday. The what? I'm not here next Friday. I have been telling you this for months because I'm going to see Roxy Music. Oh, okay. On Friday night. At oh, the So have fun, boys. You're going to see Roxy Music? Yes, with Shula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, there, you're there before me, Kerry. <laughs> well, I am Shula, so... <laughs> Yeah, I am. I really am looking forward to it. I'm going with my brother, and we don't get out just the two of us very often, as he's in Yorkshire normally. We're staying in a hotel in the O2, a bit of a posh one. So watch out, Brian. Yeah, have a uh, yeah, exactly. So the restraining order's finished. Well done, Gary. <laughs> you can celebrate in style. Go and see Brian. Uh, well, uh, we'll we'll miss you, but we will of course say talk terrible things about you. So yes. have a lovely time. Good. Yeah, so see you in two weeks. See you, bye. See everyone. Bye. Hang on.